everybody, and welcome to another episode of Clicks Off. We're on episode six, our triumphant return to the air. Um, joined again by Lotus Guard, my good friend Dave. Hello. Uh, we're joined by Kentucky State Champion, Mr. Jason Alvey. Duh. Well, congrats on your, your win. I know I'm like six months late, but you know. Better. It's okay. Better late than never. Better late than Luke. <laughs> <laughs> and our special guest host for today, Howard Brock. Leader of the Rock Squad. What's going on, sir? Hello, everyone. How y'all doing? Great. So, we have to give you our, our classic interview that we give everybody. So, you traveled all over the country playing Hero HeroClix, uh, probably more than anybody else I personally know. Have you noticed any particular pieces and play styles that are more popular in certain regions? You do see a change when you go from place to place. I mean, there's, there's definitely a difference in Kansas versus North Carolina. And there's certainly a difference in California. They they play a lot different in California than they do. It's almost a a style in California, a West uh, Coast style, I guess. Mm-hmm. I I specifically remember uh, when Scarlet Witch was being played, and it's almost like you could draw a line across the country because you never saw Scarlet Witches on this side of the country, but they were almost on every team on the West Coast. Oh, wow. That cool. Uh, so what region of the country would you say, if you want to answer, is your favorite to go and play clicks? My favorite place to play clicks? Oh, man. Uh, Kentucky. How about that? Woo! Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Alright, so we've had your son Easton on in the past, and he's a really good friend of ours. You guys go to events together all the time, so you know, playing against one another is inevitable. So, uh, has he ever done anything against you in a match that made you consider, you know, grounding him again? Um, usually that happens before and after, but <laughs> not very. <laughs> the last time we played, he got mad at me. I think he wanted to ground me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we got our uh, fan interaction questions we want to ask you specifically. Uh, Easton Brock asks, what is it like to be the dad of a legend? Uh, Tanner's a very good son. <laughs> <laughs> So, so me and Dave were talking about it. We were we were mostly just curious. Do you and Easton ever feel bad about eliminating me and Dave every fucking time? That's why we like Now, in truth, um, the hardest thing in HeroClix, uh, whether it's me playing Easton or anything, it's it's playing friends. You you try, you know that you're going at some point. It, it's kind of it's uh, it's a catch twenty two. It's like when we go to a tournament with Dave, we want him to do well, but we know that if he does well and we do well, we're going to eventually play each other. But we don't really want to play each other. I mean, um, and if we do play each other, we want it to be at the highest, last possible instance that there is. Right. Uh, in other words, at least it's a, a championship game or the top four or something like that. And Easton and I have been dealing with that with each other for years. I, strange thing that happened uh, this past weekend when we went to North Carolina. Five of us went from here. Four of us played each other first round. Wow. It used to happen to me and Jason Allen all the time. We called that the rock tradition. Our first, I think, eight or nine rock events in a row, I played Jason Allen in the first round. Sometimes That's a to tough draw. Yeah, yeah, it is, especially with him. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so we brought back our classic question that we've had to ask everybody. So... Would you rather wrestle an alligator 
or wear an Auburn jersey for every event, every day, for the rest of your life? I'd rather be eight by an alligator. No one has accepted losing yet. That's a new one. I like it. You ever notice no one ever, like, thinks they got a legit shot against the alligator? (laughs) Like, everyone's like, I'll just let it eat me. And it's like, well, (laughs) at least try to fight it. Hey, I've got an alligator story for you. Okay. When we uh, went on a vacation last time, uh, we we went to New Orleans and we went on a cruise. And when we went to New Orleans, we we went out and did the uh, the swamp thing. We got the swamp boat tour. And we had this crazy guy. Um that gave us our tour, and, they, they, and we were recommended to him. And this guy, man, he had a pocket full of marshmallows, and he would jump in the in the in the water, and he would throw the marshmallows out, and and he he would end up nose to nose with alligators, uh, feeding them marshmallows. Uh, craziest thing I ever saw. And this guy was an alligator wrestler, and he was about to leave and go to Australia to compete in the in the crocodile world championships in Australia wrestling. That's that's pretty crazy. I wonder if like you go in with a different strategy, alligator versus crocodile. You know, it's not gonna be like me because I talk a lot of shit, but my balls aren't that big. <laughs> well, I mean, like the croc, the alligator's got like fatter noses and stuff like that. So I mean, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I know that. Yeah. All right, Howard. What would you say is your favorite Heroclix piece of all time? Um. I answered that question recently. Um, my favorite piece of all time would be Rookie Shazam out of Origins. Um, my current favorite piece would be Banshee. Awesome. Yeah, he's really good. So, for those of us who uh, haven't been playing for that long, what does Rookie Shazam bring to the table? Well, he's got, first of all, he, uh, we're playing back in the days of the phone, we had the phone booth, and uh, for people who don't know what that is, it's, uh, you, um, it was a, it did, it did what Blind Owl does. It, it made, uh, give you a click, uh, to enable you where you needed to go. You, you sat on the phone booth. And Shazam had, um, his first click was an activation click. You had to bring him. And then he had super strength, hypersonic speed, um, forward damage, um, impervious. And you went through his dial and you hit a mid dial where he was grounded again. And then the next dial, next click, um, you got all the powers back plus outwit. So he was like just a little over 100 points. I want to say he was 105 points, and he was seven or eight clicks deep, and did a lot. Meta, right? He definitely was. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. All right, Howard. So everybody knows you as uh, the rock director. What would you say is the most difficult aspect of being the director of rock? Uh, dealing with criticism sometimes, I think. Um, unfounded criticism. I think that can be tough. When you're, uh, because I think that because I, I would go as far as to say I'm the face of rock, um, uh, mm-hmm. meaning that I'm the one that's out there the most. And so, um, usually I'm the one that has to answer and deal with it the most. That'd be tough. Yeah. Cause I remember when you did that game in Kentucky and then there was that big blowout about whether rock board members should even be allowed to play. Yeah. Whether it was ethical or not. And, uh, me and Dave just laughed about it because like that's ludicrous. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not like being a rock board member gives you an advantage when you sit down across the table. Right. It doesn't. Um 
I, you know, this is a conversation that's went on a long, we didn't discuss. Most of, most of the critics are people that don't play in rock. Um, when I talk to people and I actually remember going to play in the World Cup this past year and, uh, I mentioned to somebody because, uh, I had some apprehension about playing in the finals, you know, being who I am. And, um, when I mentioned it, and this was a top tier player, um, that, uh, that actually won Worlds this past year on the team events. And I mentioned that to him, and he had a funny look in your face. He, he, and he said, you know, people complain about that? Why? And I guess that's the point is people that know me and people that know us that actually compete in these events with us, they don't really care. Yeah. Um, it's it's the outside people, I guess, that are looking at it that probably wouldn't play in the game anyway. Um, right. It's the, it's the people on Realms who, like, sit there and find <laughs> something to complain about and everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keyboard players. If I, if I was a paid employee by, uh, by, uh, HC Realms or by, um, PCG Player or if Rock was a, a, uh, business that made money, so to speak, uh, I, I, they would be justified in saying that and I wouldn't play. Um, but we're not, you know, we, we do all this for free. We don't, um, we don't do this to make money or to do anything like that. We do it because we just like to play and compete. Right, and it gives everybody else a chance to go out and compete and have fun at these tournaments too. And but there's always going to be someone who who finds something wrong with it because oh, that's just who they are. Rock like, is Rock is amazing for people like me because I don't I don't know if we've covered my internal hatred for WizKids or not. <laughs> we have your once or twice, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if if it wasn't for Rock, I wouldn't even play it. I don't. I don't have internal hate for, for WizKids. Um, there's lots of things I shake my head at that they do, but there's also a lot of things that I like that they do. And I also realize without them we wouldn't have a game. And overall I'm pleased with them. There's something, they frustrate me sometimes, I guess is the way to put it. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't, I don't really share that feeling with you, but uh, I understand what, I understand where it comes from. I mean, and they're trying a lot harder. Mostly from my world experience. I was communicating pretty well. Hey, um, <laughs> pretty bad. Uh, see, that's, that's the other thing that's, that's interesting. You know, when we talk about rock, and, and, and why do we play rock? What is it? That some people don't get it. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to go back to the criticism. You know, there's a lot of players, and I might be prematurely answering the question. I know that Dave wants to answer me, but uh, when I when I'm talking about the people that critique rock. Um, they don't, they don't understand us. They don't understand, I, I, me, myself, from the, the earliest I can remember when I was a kid, I, the first game I can ever remember playing was Parcheesi with my parents. And I wanted to win. Okay? Mm-hmm. I always want to win. Now, it doesn't mean I'm an asshole trying to win, but I want to win. And since then I've been competitive in everything that I've ever done, whether it's playing ball, sports, or whether I was playing uh, an online game, or whether I was playing football, and certainly there's there's things that are more casual than others. But I always try to win, and it, to me, the fun is trying to win. So, Heroclix at, at a competitive level, when we when we have competitive tournaments, to me, that's what's fun. It's competing to try to win. Um, it's not all about winning. Don't get me wrong, but that's what I think that myself, and I think maybe you guys. Are the same way. You're, you're competing to win, and it's 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 enjoyable 
to compete, to play. And, um, and we, I'd also would tell you that even though we are that way, and I play at Worlds, and been playing at Worlds for years and years and years, it's, it's, there's a much, to me, and I mean, if you, if you look at our World, our, our World Cup this past year, we had the highest tier players, are, are as high as tier players as any Worlds event has ever had there, and as many, and, um, I felt like it was much more laid back and fun orientated, even though we were all trying to compete than I've ever seen at Worlds. Worlds has more of a, a tense feeling, a, um, uh, oh my God, I can't do this or I'm going to get thrown out of the building feeling. Um, yeah. Am I wrong there? Do you guys agree with that? I, I totally agree with you, having done both. I mean, the, the people I played at the World Cup were probably the nicest gentlemen I've ever played in a game of quicks ever. You know, and, and World is just, I think World is really tense. You're just, uh, you're afraid everything you're going to do is going to get you disqualified or this or that for something ridiculous. It just has that air about it, you know. And uh, the World Cup didn't have that at all in my opinion. Well, I think that people, some of the people that critique Rock, um, think that that's what it's going to be, that that's what we are. Because their only experience has been at the, on the world level and with Wiz Kids. And they don't really realize that we don't really follow that. That's not really what our events are like. I, I think overall... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say overall, it comes down to, you know, the the world competitions are fine if you're that kind of player and everything, but like the Rock is, you know, made by players for players. Mm-hmm. And everything that they, they kind of invest into is, you know, something that's in the interest of the players and it's not in the interest of like a company. In the end, you know, the end result is it's for people by people. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like that definitely reflects to the people who do like rock. People seem to go out of their way to make up misconceptions about rock. You just see it on realms all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, like, I, I, like, there's a venue not far from here that will remain nameless that won't run a rock tournament, they say, because AC Realms sponsors players, so those players are just going to come and take all the prizes. If they run a rock, but that's what they do there. Which is the biggest crock of shit I've ever. Yeah, I've never, I don't think I've ever played against one of the sponsored players. I yeah, never. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen one. one in oh, world speaking of speaking of that, I don't even know if that exists anymore. Um, yeah, it hasn't. Say again. I haven't seen them post an article or doing anything of that sort. So I was I was wondering if it was still active or not. Well, I, I do know this. I know that the sponsorship was so minimum that. I think that when when that came out, people got it in their head that HC Rims is going to send these guys all over the country to compete in rock events, the world championships, the nationals, anything and everything that there is, pay for their hotels, pay them money, uh, give them all these freebies and stuff. And it was never anything like that. I mean, I know Tony pretty well, and he's pretty tight in a lot of areas. And uh, <laughs> and uh, he, he, it was ne- it was never nothing like that. It was. Simply an exchange. You guys write some articles. You go out there and represent HC Realms when you go to these things. You know, put a pin or a lo- or something, a logo on or something like that. And uh, I think maybe he was going to pick up some hotel rooms, and he certainly wasn't flying them all over the country. Um, but again, I don't even think that exists. I think that's just kind of fizzled. Uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if they just all had a mutual agreement and just let it go. But I haven't heard anything about that. I'm around those guys all the time and talk to them all the time. Um, and I don't hear any, any, anything. I haven't asked them, but I just haven't heard any, any noise about it. 
Yeah, I haven't heard anything about it since it first announced it, to be honest with you. I might, I might have read an article or two. And I know that uh, one of the sponsor players, Jay Williams, is getting out of the game now. Yeah. So, can't be making that much money off of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Howard. So, with the rollout of the Rock Limited format, what's the motivation that you guys had in allowing the bystander tokens over aspect like relics? Well, the way Limited came up is we wanted to replace no tactics, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, we felt like no tactics was flawed. And, and uh, that was probably the biggest debate that we had this year on discussing any changes was format. And we, we, we flipped around. So when we, uh, when we finally, when we finally narrowed it down and, um, I, I came up with a chart and I think some of you guys saw the chart when I did it. And I said, I want, I think that I got this thing solved. I'm like, what do you think of this? I'm going to throw it to rock board. And, um, Everybody liked it, and then we just tweaked it a little bit. And part of that tweak would be bystander tokens. We felt like um, the reason we took things out, you know, to, to answer that question, you have to realize what the changes were. Um, constructs. Uh, we we took out. We didn't like. We we felt like it was too much of a. Oh, uh, what what's the word? I want, how do I want to say this? It, it, Wild card. It wasn't really wild card so much as like when we when, when players equipping constructs made them too powerful in this format, um, and it made it too powerful for no tactics last year. And it's not that we don't we have a problem with those figures per se, but what ended up happening with no tactics is that we started seeing the same figures in the same um, the same meta over and over and over again, and. We wanted to create something that where that didn't happen. Um, and we felt like eliminating um, constructs from being equipped, that, that would help do that. Yeah, you can still play those figures, but playing Kyle without a con, without a pre-barrier is a whole lot different than just, than, uh, than with. So we want to do that. And we also recognize that we, we can't, we were, uh, we liked the idea of theme and, um, we wanted to bring theme into the game, but also we felt like that would open up more teams and more possibilities, more strategies. Um, we obviously wanted to get rid of resources. We want to go back to basics. Um, relics, um, same thing. There's some, some of the relics are just uber powerful. Um, and we wanted to get, and we wanted to bring in, by bringing bystanders in, there's some figures. Um, that really aren't much playable without it. For instance, Phantom X. I mean, if you don't have a bystander, Phantom X is uh, really not that great. He's okay. And um, we also, and there also is points fillers. I mean, if, if you're going to take all those things out, it, it's not so hard in tactics to build a 300-point even team because mostly people use resources, and most of those resources, the add-ons are cheap, or you work it out to where it ends up being 300 points. Um, by adding in bystanders and by, add, I mean, a, a good example is I, I saw a team this past week played and it was, um, uh, two red tornadoes and a, um, resurrection man. And he played at 285 points and he didn't add anything on there. I don't know why he did that because he could have put, some, uh, there were bystander tokens he could have played. There were, um, there were, uh, special objects he could have played. Um, I don't know why he didn't do that, but uh he didn't. But that's why we did it, because you could build that 285 team and you can fill it up with something else. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, because my only thing with, with the relics is uh, it, it's it limits characters like Emerald Empress too. Because like, I like Emerald Empress, her dial is very good, but her points are built with that relic in mind. Who? And Emerald Empress. Yes. Uh, her points are built with her relic power in mind, and the no relics kind of kind of kills her. And she's a big piece for me and a couple of my friends. So I mean that was <laughs> <laughs> especially if my good friend Jason had a for a little while. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, that's really why I wanted to ask about that, because even in this format, Fandom makes it definitely better, but it still hampers Emerald Empress, so I kind of just want to get your insight on that. Well, um, that and the sins, the sins would have run rampant if you were allowed to bring relics in. Also true. Like, hey, I'll take one, and you can have one, and <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that. <laughs> definitely no argument there. Alright, so, um, when you guys were discussing the, the limited format on, Amongst the board, were there any uh, rule changes that were, you know, suggested or discussed that you guys ultimately decided against? We discussed a lot of rule changes, and I mean, we, well, I mean, the way that uh, I'm going to skip ahead because uh, uh, this is again a two-part question, kind of. Okay. And it's going to answer a question that you've got coming up. Okay. Um, and that is the way we do things. Um, what we, what we, we don't talk to each other. We do talk a little bit on the phone and we do meet each other and see each other and stuff like that some. But really, our, our main place of contact is HC Realms. And we have a hidden forum, um, that, that only, the only rock board members can see. And we discuss things there. Uh, most of the stuff is initiated by me, but not always. So when we, uh, when somebody initiates something, we discuss it. In this particular case, uh, when, what I do for getting ready for the following year is I make notes all year long of stuff that, that maybe we should change or discuss or, um, some of them are repetitive. Uh, uh, format will all, will be discussed again next year. We'll discuss it every year. And there may not be any change to it, but we'll discuss it. So I make all these notes. And then as we, as we draw near the end of the year, uh, I then go all at one time and I start making posts. And I, we go one by one, and we discuss them. And then when I feel like we've reached a point of of discussion, I'll put it up to a vote. Okay, guys, we we discussed this enough. How do you guys like the format as is? Here's the format. We're all voting. And the way that the way we had the board set up is we have an even number of voters. Um, and Tony Typhon does not vote, but if we tie, he breaks the vote. And it's a majority, uh, whatever the majority rules, we follow that. So when we were discussing all, we, we discussed a lot of things. And I think probably the two biggest things that were back and forth would, one would have been, one would have been, um, what figures to allow into rock format because we had one board member that was pitching, pitching golden age a lot and, um, and some that was pitching some other things. And so it was just, we were all, it was hard. We, we had to, the chart kind of brought us all together, if that makes any sense. And the other thing that we had a little bit of discussion on, and that's active and passive judging. Um, so really nothing else. I mean, we, we discussed things, but really those were probably the two biggest heated things that we had in the forums. Okay. All right. Well, you guys have a lot of questions there. So. <laughs> um, so I watched a couple matches as I could on Twitch and various other streaming sites as the uh, as the bigger tournaments were rolled out over the summer. 
Um, and I've noticed that stalling matches tends to happen in those really competitive environments, and it's very controversial, and people talk about it all the time, and it's pretty widely hated across the board. So, what do you personally consider stalling, and is that something that the rock board would ever consider making a ruling on? Well, first of all, you're, you're talking to one of the people that hates stalling and passion. Oh, and yeah, we're having like, that conversation together. <laughs> yeah. So, so any, anyone that knows me knows how I feel about that. And um, it, it, it's, oh, man. It, I used to play HCO a lot, and I loved HCO. Mm-hmm. And um, HCO had a timer clock. It had When the, the game first started, it just had an overall clock. And then they gave up, then they had a lot of times, uh, where you, each player had so much time. And, and uh, if you, if you, uh, did an action, your time, let's, you only got five minutes, something like that. I don't remember what, the, I think it was three minutes. You got three minutes for your turn. Uh, what I was playing was two. Okay, it might have been two. Yeah, so you know what, you know exactly what yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, I know exactly what I'm talking about. I thought it was really. And then you, and then when, if you didn't do anything, the time, it would pass on another player, but you also had, what they call bank time. Um, and you could go into your bank time, but if you ran out of your bank time, you passed your turn. Also, each time you did something, um, you're, it reset a little bit. Uh, so like if I moved my figure across the board, I was doing something, but if I did nothing at all, um, then the, t- the, the time would just keep ticking. Well, in theory, that sounds really good, but I found it that what you end up you, you ended up having more abuse of stalling than you did any other time. And I got heated in many games because people felt like that the game, because you had a timer, that that was their time to use, and they were allowed to use all of that time. So even if they did nothing or they just moved one piece, they used the entire amount of time. So it became a situation where if it was your three-quarters of the way in the game, and the other guy, one guy was winning, he would run and use all of his time uh, milking the clock and running the game clock out. And I hate that's not hero clicks to me. No. That's not no. the way it's supposed to be played. Um, running is okay. That's not stalling. Running is not stalling. Um, spending all of your time to do very little or nothing at all is stalling. Um, that's the way I, do, I would define it. And it frustrates me totally. Um, sometimes I, I have, I myself, I'm not the fastest player in the world. Um, sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm not. Um, I play people and I have it, usually I have it in my head what I'm going to do next, but then they do something to make me change the way I, I do things. Um, my turns are long when it's, when I'm planning a strike where I have to do something. Uh, a lot of different things. For example, and David can attest to this, if I'm sitting there and, and, uh, you, you, maybe you think you're safe and you're not because I can blow up a wall and maneuver my pieces around and get a shot off. And planning that, that whole thing out, making sure that you have line of sight to all your spots and you do everything in the order that you're supposed to do it takes a little bit longer sometimes than just moving your pieces up and picking up an object. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's it just, but am I stalling? No, I'm not stalling. I'm just, I'm having to think through my, you can tell when somebody is stalling. There's a difference. I've never been, I don't think I've ever been accused of stalling. At least I'm, I'm, I, nobody has to my face. Um, 
And, but I have, but I, and I know stallers and you guys know stallers and you, you got, and we all have the, have, uh, when we go to tournaments, we can point out somebody. Yeah. Uh, I only, so I, the answer to that question is, it's, it's, uh, it's for now, the answer is that if you think that your opponent is stalling, that you should contact the judge and the judge should come over and he should, uh, watch the game, which generally ends the stalling. Uh, and also, or, and say something to the opponent. Period. What the judge does to somebody, witnesses stalling, is up to him. He could take away their turn. He, he could actually kick them out of the tournament. It's let, there's no rule, nothing defined that says what he can do other than it's his discretion. Um, I like to think that most judges have pretty good discretion there, but, but it, that's Take them out and beat them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's fine. At least they not like it, but, uh, you know, Rock has nothing against it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, anyway, so it, it, that's, that's where it falls. I, I can tell you that we're moving in a direction that Rock is, and it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a slow process, but we will get a judging program up and we will train our judges mm-hmm. how to handle that situation. I also feel like the game is moving towards active judging. Now, what does active judging mean? Um, active judging doesn't mean that you have to sit there and watch every single game and and try to control everything that's out there. What it means is you, that you're an active judge. You're not sitting at a desk, sitting back, and waiting to get called for every question that there is. What it means is if you see something, you fix it. If you see somebody doing something wrong, you do something about it. If you see somebody interpreting a rule wrong, you you fix the interpretation. If you see something illegal, you fix it. It doesn't mean you have to stare over um, a particular game and watch the whole time. But I th- but active judging, I I I have a problem, and and I'm guilty of doing some stupid things myself. I know that one time at DragonCon, I was using an illegal map. And then this is a perfect example of, of what I'm talking about. Um, we were playing at DragonCon a few years ago, and Terry was the judge. And in my mind, for whatever reason, I thought that um, all the all maps were legal that were the two by three, and it, it didn't occur to me that uh, it was only modern age. So I pulled out one of my favorite maps, the Asgardian map, Rainbow Bridge map. And I pulled it out, and I was playing it. It was illegal. Okay, Terry saw it, and he knew it was illegal, but he said nothing. When the game was over, he came and told both of us that it was illegal. I won the game. I don't think it was necessarily because of the map. I could have pulled something else out. But the point is that I felt like and feel like that if a judge sees that, he should go stop it right then and say, hey, you can't play on this map. And that's active judging. I would definitely agree with that. See, I've seen a lot of stuff slip by just because the judge wasn't paying attention. Uh, things like that. And I know how frustrating that can be. Do you think that that could lead to a, uh, a slippery slope, though, with people, like, complaining about how they think a judge had it out for them, even though it's it's not in, it's not the judge's fault that they, you know, did something illegal or, you know, for instance, like you said, brought an illegal map. It's not the judge's fault, but, like, there's going to... Do you think that it's going to be harder for you guys to field all these complaints from no. all these people? I don't think so. I, I mean, we put a lot of, we put a lot of thought into that. We're not, we're not out there to catch everything. We're not out there, um, it, it's kind of like being an auditor. Any, any of you guys in quality control or didn't quality control? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
when you're when you're an auditor, you take a sampling of things. You don't check every single thing. Uh, oftentimes, you usually you get a batch of parts in there, and you pull out ten of them, and you inspect them to make sure that they're all right, and send them on. It's 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 because uh, you, you don't have time to, to sit there and look at all of them. Um, right, and and most players should be happy that you know that. The judge is gonna be going around looking for things like that because you know I've known a few people who are like, oh man, he shouldn't have been able to do that, uh, and I didn't catch it, you know, something like that. Right. Now, with the with the active judging, that's that's an extra layer of protection for you, kind of getting screwed over by something you didn't realize your opponent couldn't have done. And it'll still happen. Oh yeah. yeah. Don't have enough. You don't have enough uh, people judging uh, most of the time to catch everything like that. I know a little bit about it. You got one judge over 50 something people. <laughs> There's no way that you're going to be able to police everything. People I are going to complain regardless. I agree. Well, I mean, what you do is you answer all the questions and you, and you go to people. And, but in the process of being out there, if you see something, fix it. I, I just I just feel like we've, we've adopted this thing in judging um, that we walk around with blinders, uh, except unless we're last to question. If something's going on, we just ignore it. And that's not that's not really what I want. I mean, let's let's go it let's go to the, the worst case situation. Let's take a ten year old, not the ten year old that won the world championship, but let's play a ten let's take Yeah, a 10-year-old. I think I think he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. But let's take a ten year old that's, that's pretty new to the game and he and he's been playing for a few months and um, you don't have to be a 10 year old, man. I, I see people all the time that they come to a rock tournament to check it out and they haven't been playing that long, that long and it's at their local venue and they want to play. And those people can be taken advantage of by a seasoned player, uh, over rules interpretation. And that's not what I want to see. I don't want, if, if I'm walking by and I've got a guy that's been playing for 10 years and he's sitting there telling a, a, the 10 year old or the new player across the table, that he can't do something that he can, that's not what I want to see. I, uh, I don't want to walk by and ignore it and then come back at the end of the game and say, look, I'm just going to tell you guys, son, you could have done that, and no, you can't tell him to do that. That's not what I want. I, I, me, as a judge, I should stop right there and say, no, that's not right. Yeah, I agree, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd like to do it as perfectly as possible, but... You know, it's, I just, you're sure that's not going to, I mean, it's going to help, but it's still not going to catch everything. No. And see, people are going to, people are going to be upset about stuff no matter which way you go, probably. In, in my experience. Oh, yeah. My whole perspective on people saying the judge is out to get me or whatever, like, well, when you, when you signed up, did you not agree that the judge gets to make the decisions? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> it's pretty not, much on the rules. Yeah, it's right there. So, I mean, people are going to complain. Whether you, whether you do or you don't, I, I feel like you guys definitely take a steps in the right direction for everybody's benefit. Um, so tell us a little bit about these updates to the rock menu that was rolled out this week. Well, uh, this has been a, a, something that I've been working on um, for a few weeks. Um, the hold up and what's, what's happened is, uh, is I've been waiting for actually TCG player to finalize something, and that, and that occurred, and I'll tell you what that was. Uh, we've got something that's going to be announced. A lot of what I'm about to say is going to be more clear to you in a, in a few weeks. Um, and there, there's something that's going to be announced that's going to change, um, things quite a bit for the better. Um, I'm, I, and I, it's also something that I'm equally excited about, but I can't 
say what that is until it occurs. Okay. Fair enough. And, but, it's, it, but it's changed the way that we look at the kids uh, and the prices for the kids. Also, we have had um, a price increase from our vendors on certain items. Uh, hats have went up um, quite a bit. And um, a few other things have happened. And what, what, the other thing that's happened that's real interesting, it, it's also changed pricing a little bit, actually for the better, is that um, for those people that don't know this, I know that Jason does, TCG Player use, has used a, a company called Pastimes. Um, and subbed all of their shipping and stuff out. Now, the reason they, they've done that is Pastimes actually makes the maps. Now, they don't design the maps, but they physically make the maps. If you go back further um, in the fact that TCG Player uh, started off with Magic, um, and, and the Magic kits, their main prize is um, the play maps. And so Pastimes... Uh, designs, I mean, they, they make those maps. So when they were doing the magic kits back in the day, they said, hey, why don't we just have you guys ship everything from here rather than you shipping it to us and then us shipping it out. And plus, TCG Player wasn't as big at that time. So Pastimes has been handling all the shipping for um, for TCG Player. Uh, the magic kits are not as elaborate as the rock kits. We have a lot more things in the in the in the rock kits. So the way the maps came out to begin with is when I was first sitting down with TCG Player back at uh, Gen Con a few years ago, and we were talking about that. I was asking them to explain the program to me, and they, and they showed me those maps. I said, "Can you do this with maps?" And that's the and we looked at it, and that's how we how we got rock maps. That's how it all started. Okay. And so w- when we started doing rock kits. Um, we, they just followed the same process in past times um, as handled the shipping for TCG Player. I, my, the, I've had two problems. Um, my two chief complaints since day one with um, with our program has been um, shipping uh, and the shipping of the. And, and Jason knows this. He'll tell you that that, that he knows. He's heard me rant about about shipping. And I've had to, I'm pretty damn sure I've had to handle a few of his problems in the past on shipping. And, yep. and the other thing would be um, redemption. And redemption is not something I'm going to talk about right now. But the shipping part of it, I've been, I was frustrated on. Well, what's happened now is TCG Player is going to be starting, um, starting in December, will be doing their own shipping. Um, uh, and I've, and I've actually got a contact name there, which I've never had with pastimes. Of somebody that I can deal with directly with shipping, and I believe the quality control and the timing of shipping is going to be better. Also, the other thing that's been frustrating is that we wanted to do, we wanted to ship other places, and we never could get a shipping price from Fast Times, and they were always real slow about getting back with us. So it's, it's been frustrating overall. Um, so therefore, what what was going, what's happened is the the price of kits have been going up a little bit. Um, not so much in shipping, but other things. And um, they contacted me a couple of weeks ago, and they were wanting to, um, they were saying that the price went up and we need to cut a few things and blah, blah, blah. And why don't we take rock hats out of the kits? I said, no, no, I don't want to do that. I'd rather go up in price um, than take the, take the, uh, the kits up and take the rock hats out. And um, 
we were going to raise the kit price and super qualifiers. Everything else was going to be the same, but we were going to raise them to six fifty. Well, um, sometimes that was that was all written up and pretty much in concrete. And then I went and I started afterwards. I started talking to people about how much they liked the hats or didn't like the hats, and what if we did this and what if we did that and blah blah blah. And um, when I went to North Carolina, I talked to people there, and I ended up taking a vote at the end of the tournament. Um, and I asked everybody, I said, all right, listen, I'm going to give you some options here. And uh, what, which, which one of these options do you want? I said, would you like to keep the hats in there just like they are? Not a hand went up. I said, would you like to have uh, OPLE figures in the kits for the top eight? Half the room went up. I said, option number three. Would you like to have rock eight, rock top eight pins? The other half of the room went up. So I came back and I talked to a TCG player and it was real iffy about getting the OP kits, OPLE kits. I, I, I think I may can do it. I think I may not. I, I, I really don't know. But anyways, we decided to walk away from that because it, because we didn't feel like we, that we might not could get them and it wasn't solid and so on and so forth. So we're replacing the hats with pins and we're keeping the price the way that it is. Long story short. And that's why, that's what's had me held up on releasing this information, um, for the last few weeks. So because part of the, part of the release of the menu is actually is what is in the kits and what the price is. So now we've got all that done and the menu, the menu is complete. Um, except there is going to be an add-on that you'll hear about in a few weeks. Um, but the menu's complete. I've got the announcement ready to go. Um, the only, it's not up yet. The only thing that's waiting for is for, uh, Tony Typhon to, uh, to, to finish, uh, putting the links and, and, uh, because the way you're supposed to do it, you're supposed to go to the rock page and you're supposed to click uh, the section and it takes you there. He's replacing them all. Um, he said he was going to try to do it today. I haven't followed up with him. Um, but I feel pretty confident that by the end of the weekend that we'll have it up and running. Yeah, it should be up by the time we, Put this episode out. So. Yep, man. I suggested that. I knew that was probably going to happen, and I thought it was a good time to bring it up. Now, uh, would right. you like to? I can give you an overview of the of the changes if you want to hear them. Oh, definitely. All yeah. right. All right. Uh, let me pull my announcement up so I got something to look at myself and I can remember everything. The first thing uh, I, that I, I talk about, I make the announcement and I say, okay, that we're we're expanding into international play. And, um, and then I say, then, and, and then I say, keep reading and blah, blah, blah. You'll hear all about it. And then, then I start off my, I start this thing off and this is, this is kind of, this is, this is something that, uh, you may be surprised about, but you may not be. I really don't know. A lot of people do not know where the rock page is. Um, there, there, I run into players all the time that have never been on the rock page and do not know all the information that is there. Um, we have two things. We have a rock page and, on HC Realms, and we have a Facebook page. The Facebook page, for the most part, when we, we do stuff there, we, we try to point you back in the HC Realms. We don't have a web page because HC Realms is our web page. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's part of the sponsorship. We would, we'd be kind of dumb to go and create a, a web page when the idea is to drive traffic to HC Realms. So anyways, despite all that, people don't know that it's here. And the people that do know it here, that that's here, don't realize that there's a rock menu. So, uh, and I've explained this before, but I did it again. Uh, I'm doing it again. And, and the reason I'm doing this is because I'm, I'm wanting people to know that it's there and that the, it, a lot of, 
I get asked all year long uh, by people, and point, I, I give them the links to this to show them where all the information is. And the people that even know where the rock page is, still, they don't know the menus there. And so I'm always directing people. And so I gave explicit instructions on how to get there and what to do when you got there. And so when you, when you go into the rock page, if you look on the left side of the rock page, that's where the rock menu is. It's a little, little box. It says rock menu. And it's got 10 links. And those links are event levels and details, major events, format rules, ranking table, host a rock event, prizing, player rankings, rock build sheet, rock world cup, and rock event winners. Now, I'll go down and I'll tell you the changes that we did on each one of them. Um, event levels and details. Um, we really did the two changes there. Um, the first one we've already discussed, and that's, and, uh, that's, we've replaced the pins. There's going to be, we replaced the hats with pins. That's the first big one. The second change is buys. Um, we still have our buys. If you win a super qualifier, you've got a semifinal buy into the World Cup. Um, if you win a state, semifinal buy. If you win a regional, you get a final buy. All that's still the same. What we changed though was, the smaller events, where if you want a qualifier, you could get a first round, uh, you've got a first round buy and get a super qualifier if you wanted it. If you want a super qualifier, you could go into the final, into the finals of a, um, instead of going into the, into the World Cup, you can swap, instead go into a regional and take one of those top 16 spots if you so choose. And, uh, we did away with that. We did away with it because the complications of it. Um, it was complicated keeping up with everybody that had it, um, and uh, collecting the points cards that the players were supposed to, to turn in. And frankly, it really wasn't used enough to bother with. Did it get used? Yeah, it sure did, but probably less than ten times for the whole year. It's just, it's just really not worth it. So we eliminated that. So the only buys you get now are, into the, are actually into the World Cup. The other thing that we did is that now. If you have a buy into the final day, not in the, not in the World Cup, but let's say that Jason wins a regional and good job, Jason qualified for the final day. Um, if he, he it, but there's still a whole year in front of him, and he's still playing, so he goes out and he wins a super qualifier. Well, now what he does is he's going to pass that semifinal buy in the super qualifier down to the next available player who doesn't have one. So that's the, that's a big change where before it just kind of went off. I mean, if you, if he technically, if, if you played in every tournament and you won every tournament from now to the rock cup, you would eliminate everybody from being able to go. <laughs> and that's not what we wanted. We want to get people to come and we want people. And when we give out something, we want people to have what we give out. Makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Oh, for sure. Yep. All right. So that's the changes on events, levels, and details. Um, major events, that's probably our biggest piece of news that we got coming out um, in the announcement. Last year, this was called uh, Super Qualifiers and Regionals, and uh, you just clicked it, and you went, and you saw all the Super Qualifiers and everything, and now it's major events. If you click that, you're going to be taken to a page, and it's going to show all the major events that are scheduled, all the ones that are to be announced, and all the ones that we're working on um, for the year. Uh, then that doesn't mean that somebody's not going to 
uh, chime in six months from now and want to run an event, they're more than welcome. And when they do that, we'll add them into the page. But this gives you a rough idea of, um, of not even a rough idea. It gives you a real good idea of what's going on, where it's, where it's happening, and so forth. We even got origins scheduled in there. We've got our states already scheduled in there. And the big thing that we got is we now have national cups. And that's when I said we're, we're expanding into international play. National cups are cups that they're, they're championships that countries hold that feed into the World Cup. Um, I know right now we've already got a Mexico Cup, a Canada Cup, a Brazil Cup, a uh, Argentina Cup, and oh, uh, an Australia Cup scheduled for next year. Um, we're working with South Africa trying to work that out. And we haven't even announced the program yet, and we've already got these. Um, I feel like when we when we announce this that we're probably gonna have other countries that chime in that wanna play. Oh I'm I'm definitely sure. Uh, I know we're we listen to in over twenty countries. Exactly. So so that that's what we're hoping. And um and and what and what that is and how it works is they buy a kit, it, and it's, it's basically a super qualifier kit, and it's modified. And instead of having the plaque that you guys are used to seeing in there, they have actually a cup trophy. And the winner, instead of getting a semifinal buy into the um, into the World Cup, will actually go into the final day. So if you win a nationals, then you can go in there. Two bits of two two things that we're kicking around. We're actually considering doing a USA Cup. I think um, awesome. If we do that, it's probably going to go west side. Just so you know. Oh, uh, that's a bl- that's a big plane ticket. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. You're on the west <laughs> well, side. <laughs> well, but, you know, one of the one of our one of our complaints has been that we have everything over here, and we feel like this is a good compromise. To give the people on the West Coast, because there's a lot of rock players over there. Something over there, and we can travel. If we want to travel over there to it, we can. But it's something that we want to have over there, and then have a big event. And um, it could be. Uh, I don't know who's going to run it yet. The, the two places that, are, that we're talking about. Um, the one who I want to run it is, is Majestics, because um, they have the history of running big events. Um, and that's more than likely where to be, but we're also kicking around putting it in Vegas. Oh man. Hey, we gotta go, Dave. Yeah. Gotta go, Dave. So, <laughs> so anyway, that, that's, uh, that's what's going on there. Um, the other thing that we're kicking around is that, uh, that I'm waiting for the TCG player to get back with me. We may, we may be able to, uh, print or stamp the, the, uh, championship map, maps. There won't be any, there won't be special maps. Be whatever current map that we're we're sending out at that time in the super qualifier kits, but the the whoever wins the wins it, their map would be would be stamped or printed national uh, champion uh, or national cup champion. It would be like um, uh, the Mexico Cup uh, champion. That's what it would say on there for Mexico. That, that sounds very cool. So that like I said, we're expanding. That to me, that's the biggest 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 news. That, We've got coming out. There's others. Now, you go into format rules that we've are that this is just, I'm pointing this out just so people know that the rules, all you gotta do is go to the rock page, to the menu, click that, and our rules are there. Um, 
ranking table that's the same. Uh, I, I changed it just a little bit because I added in nationals, but it's uh, the ranking table is uh, uh, how we it's our formula that we use to determine ranking. Then how to host a rock event. You click that, and it it's got uh, the information there uh, on the kits, a little bit of tips, and it takes you to TCG player site to, to buy kits, and also gives you the application to run a super qualifier, prizing. You just put in some new pictures. It's pretty much the same. Player rankings, no no changes there. Uh, that, that's where you go and you look and see how we rank people. Uh, the rock build sheet, uh, we did modify our, our build sheet from last year. It's the one that we, we're using, the one that we uh, used at the World Cup. And uh, where um, uh, Tony's supposed to be making this to where you can, I've given the, I've given him the sheet. But he's supposed to make it where you can click it, and you can actually type in your information right there and print it. And, you can, and venues can and can click and make copies of the of the sheet. That's that's the idea behind there. Awesome. That would be fantastic. Yeah. The Rock <laughs> World Cup. Saves a lot of time. Yep. The the Rock World Cup. It's already um we've already got it scheduled for next year. Dates. Uh, we we're um, starting earlier on Friday, so it's going to be uh. A bigger event this year. We're going to start Friday morning. So it'll be three full days and nights. Still 24-7 gaming. Um, we've got a lot of stuff that's open there, but we've got, we've got our tentative schedule up there. And when our events are, we've added in team championships. Um, we've juggled around, uh, dinner. We've juggled around, um, uh, when we're running our quarterfinals and our semifinals and we've got different events in there. Um, and we tweaked a little bit and we, and we got, um, uh, Guys Addictions is coming back. Uh, we've got, uh, Cool Minis are not coming back. Um, and we've actually are talking to a few other places to run games there where we're going to rent out, um, some spaces. We're not going to, they're not going to like have a, we're not going to rent, rent a section, but they're going to, uh, we're going to give them table space and share and do ticket sharing with them and run events. That's how we're going to do that next year. Um, so, that's that's probably gonna that that's a page that people just can keep checking back. But I also took that sh- that uh, I don't know if you guys looked at it last year, but I, it was just one big long post, and I separated it this year, um, where you've got pages where you can go to what you want to know, and you you go to that page and it's got these are the directions and this is the information on how to get around. This over here is the hotel information who you call. Right over here is all of Dice Addiction's events, and so we. We've, uh, moved that around a little bit to where it's easier to, easier for the eye, I guess is the way to put it. And then, uh, the last is the rock event winner. And there is, uh, where you click and you see all the major events, all the winners from states, provinces, the qualifiers, regionals, anybody that's got to buy. It tells you how everything works together. It says, and then two super qualifiers you get to go to the finals. Super qualifier plus state goes to the finals. Super qualifier, all that stuff. All the formulas are there where people can look and see where they're at, what they got to do to get to the next step. All right, very cool, very cool. Um, so, are there any other big announcements you wanted to make, or does that cover? <laughs> I think that covers everything. Like I said, there is something coming up. There will yeah, be an eleventh thing added to the menu, um, and uh, it, it's big news. Cool. They're just, they're giving me a lifetime achievement award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have officially used the question more than every other human 
you've ever played Corey. I have. I From have. <laughs> it, it's possible, dude. It's very real. I think we we just got our 10th uh, top 16 finish. Oh, yeah? At the last regional, yeah. Uh, yeah. That is a different kind of local venue. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just in Rock event. <laughs> yeah. Everything I have a question to ask. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interview you now. Oh, man. Ooh, reverse interview. Um, Alligator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was, uh, actually, I, I received this from Edward Shelton uh, last week. I got an email from him, and he was sending it to me from Alex Avila. And you guys know him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Alex was talking about doing some changes and stuff for next year. And one of the things that he said was, why don't we make, um, take the prizing more or less out of rock events and just go cash? Mm. Oh, uh, I don't know, man. Um, I really like rock a lot, but I also used to really like magic until I got competitive and it became a money thing. Uh, and I feel like from my perspective personally, money competition brings out the worst thing. <laughs> Um, so while I would probably still go, it's not something I would be interested in. Like if I had a vote, I would vote. Well, see that, that I mean, you look at the magic formula, and the magic formula works. But there's two things I would say about that. One is that there's more magic players. Two, magic is a lot cheaper game, prize-wise, and everything else. Um, like TCG player and their kids, they, they I think all I don't know what all they, they give the, the they give the points cards and they give out um, the play mats, which their mats are a lot cheaper than our mats um, because they're smaller, and they give out um, they give out money, and and the, and the events are set up to where the stores don't really make they don't make any money off the events they they're looking at a break even point, and the store where the store makes their money is having the mass of people there and the, that mass of people buying things from them when they run the events. Uh, the problem I got is if you take that formula, let's just say you took the, the pricing completely out and, um, and you just charged it, you just charged a mission, a mission, um, and it's how much would the store want to give away? Let's just say that you took the, if you just took the, the price of the kit, it's $600. $600 isn't a whole lot to spread around in a, in a super qualifier, is it? That's why it's not, not really. Oh, not really. Yeah, that's and I mean, I it's like, um, you know, in a, in a click space tournament, you know how you were saying, like, a lot of the venues, like, they would do these money tournaments because they know they're going to make out, you know, they're going to make their money off people coming in and buying stuff for their deck or like, hey, I just won some money, so I'm going to spend it on this to make my deck better, things like that. I mean, there's not really many stores that I've ever been to that have just got thousands of click sitting around for players to sit there and scoop up, you know what I mean? Yeah, they don't. No, I, I don't think it's a great idea, personally. I, think, I don't think anybody would run it. I think it's going to draw more criticism to the Rock and you're getting, you know, just by having them all be money tournament. People already complain about it, giving away cash and this and that and everything at the World Cup. It's magic for all that money. Yeah. I mean, I agree with those things. I just want to see what you guys thought. I think it would do more harm than good, honestly. Yeah, I agree. I, I'd rather just see con inclusive and maps and I, mean, I love those maps, man. I hate to see those go away for money. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, those, those are the greatest thing about it for me, personally. Yeah, As a state champion. Yeah. 
We can. Yeah. All right, so while we got Howard on the show, I want to go ahead and, and discuss all of our opinions about the limited format because just what I was reading today on the realms, there are at least a few people that are really not happy about it. Um, so, Dave, what do you think about the limited format overall? Uh, I I liked the no tactics format whenever it came out, but right now I'm I'm a bigger fan of the limited format than I was of that. I mean, I just I kind of like it whenever you just bring your team and I bring my team and we get rid of all our fancy lanterns and we just see who can beat each other's face in the best. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's, I don't know, it takes out all the, the stops and it just puts piece against piece with a, you know, with a lot less little additions. And you're going to see a, a, a different meta. It gives the smaller pieces their chance to shine. You know what I mean? Like, there, you're going to see some, like, 30-point piece that you never saw in tactics, and it's just going to sit there and, like, make the entire meta completely different. So, so I'm a big fan of it. How do you think, Jason? I like it. Uh, me as a judge, personally, it's less stuff I have to worry about ruling on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's always good. Uh, I guess it's something new to think about. You know, it changes up what uh, you're looking at playing, what you're thinking about playing, you see different stuff. I'm all for that, you know. Changing it up every few months is uh, is fine by me. Yeah, I get that. Definitely. What about um the alternate formats? I mean, I don't know how many venues played on running them, but what do you think about those, Gary? Um, I I kind of like the alternate formats. Um, real quick, looking back on limited, um, I was probably the single biggest critic of the no tactics format when it rolled out last season. Um, and while there are things in limited, I'm not hugely popular with, it is tremendously better than last year in every sense of the word. Um, speaking from that, the uh, the alternate formats, I would like to see a couple venues do those because you don't need to see 400 happen that often. And that seems to be a pretty popular uh, alternate uh, format on the alternate list. Um, I don't think we're going to see a lot, which is a big letdown for me because I would love to see how all these 300 modern for every single game they ever play players would handle a 400 point game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I, I feel some people just wouldn't be able to handle it and it would be fun to watch them react. And then some would be even more monstrous. Oh, some, some people would turn into demons. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the worst thing about a 400 point or any change to a, a, a point format is mm. for me is that I'm brainwashed and I got three moves. And so I think in that, and I think in the game that way too often. When you and when you have 400 points, I often forget that you can still do something. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You play 300. Oh, I did that. Whenever me and Jason were going to like, yeah, me and Jason were going to almost like every rock like within five hours a couple of years ago, and like it was to the point where we would come home on Thursdays to our local events, and we'd be like playing a 500 point game. And I'd sit there and do three actions every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that happens. I'm like, what are you doing? You still got two more moves to do. And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> My bad. Oh, yeah. Like two whole turns. One of the easiest, one of the easiest things to forget is theme problems when, when you play 400 points. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't think, personally, I'll probably ever run the alternate formats. Just, like, Golden Age especially. I'll, I'll never, ever... Ever, ever, uh, rock I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think we'll ever see Golden Age tournaments, to be honest with you. No. It's uh, just two combinations. That would maybe one or two of the Rock Age tournaments, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be a big thing. Although, what I do love, going back to Limited real fast, I do love the re-inclusion of Team King. 
Uh, I miss those a lot during Okakis because I like the Blizzard games. Uh, I like I, I like that inclusion also, and uh, that's going to bring me back to the question I asked earlier because uh, it, it happened this past weekend. The top four, I don't know what the, I can't speak necessarily for the top eight, but none of the top four teams were themed. Um, and I don't think any of the top eight, if any, were themed. There might have been something in their theme. Point is, is that I'm going in there, I, uh, a lot of people were predicting that theme teams were going to dominate. And there, there's lots of benefits, of course, for them. The biggest thing to, for me on a theme team isn't really, um, prob, probability control as much as it is map choice. Um, if you can build a team that gives you an advantage with a certain map and you, that's, that's a big thing to me. Well, theme, the problem is, in my opinion, I'm open to building theme teams and I try to build theme teams sometimes, but I think that theme teams can often hinder you more than it help you because you are trying to build a team with keywords that maybe is not necessarily the best team. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, theme teams definitely limit your available choices. It's, it's much harder to take advantage of you know, a Despotella's defense share if they don't match the keywords. Um, there, there's certain advantages to both. Um, I play, the only reason I really play theme teams is because deep down under this competitive shell that I've built by playing rocks, there's still a casual player who likes playing his favorite pieces. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's, that's the theme team appeal for me. Um, so when you, when you say that, when you're talking, you're going strictly into the comic books and you're like wanting to play a, a Spider-Man team, right? Yeah. So you're not, because yeah, theme like, is, because theme could be kind of squirrely in the fact that, yeah, you can build that Spider-Man team, but you also can take a word like, um, uh, Cosmo, or you can take words and, and go from DC to Marvel and all different kinds of other places that really don't make any, that doesn't, mystical, for example. It's not really, it's not theme, they just share a word. Yeah. So um, you, you, when you say theme, you mean comic, comic accurate theme. Uh, it's, it's like more a, comic accurate. When I build a theme team, it's typically more comic accurate. It's something like X-Force or spider Like a name theme team? Yeah, I typically do name theme. I gotcha. I very rarely do generic. Although if somebody can show me a reporter team that works, I will give you five dollars. Hey man, with the new set coming out, a reporter team can work. Uh, I'll send my PayPal address for you can send me the Oh man. Okay, so we've all had a while to look at limited and uh and see what we've got to work with here. So Dave, what do you think some top pieces we're gonna see a lot of in limited art? Oh man, you're gonna make me get my list out. Because, uh, you know, I make lists. Anyway, yeah, but you only got your see. list is half good, because none of your pieces that have range. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna list out pieces that other people are going to play. Yeah, I'm, I'm not kill. asking for your secret stash. <laughs> what are you gonna see a lot? No, no, no. <clears throat> um, let's see. My impact pieces, like pieces I think are gonna do well. Uh, Size my question. first one I got on here is copycat. Uh, yeah. Well, I I didn't list him in my impact pieces. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the first one I got is, is copycat because with you know, last year's format with no tactics, it's like, oh, okay, well, I'll just swap on this nurse and regen, and, you know, she'll copy regen off me and my nurse, and ta-da, your stupid piece is gone, you know? But, uh, you know, with the constructs being gone, it's a lot harder to uh, get rid of her, so she's twice as annoying now. And, uh, yeah, that's a pain in the ass. Um, 
And then uh, I got uh, Hyphar. I still think that he's he's still going to be good in this format, man. I mean, he may not be on every team, but I think he's going to show up in, like, every top eight. I think there's going to be one in every one, you know what I mean? And then uh, and then Phantomax, because, you know, and, and at first, whenever I saw that bystanders were going to be unallowed and limited, I was I was a little, like, upset at first because I knew there was going to be a lot of Phantomax that I was going to see, but then I realized that, you know, at least they'll balance out a little bit of the Kyle Rayner Super Scroll stuff that we mm-hmm. saw, you know, dominate the uh, no tactics scene last year. So, you know, you get <clears throat> one out of three this time instead of, uh, you know, a chance of playing one of the two. Right. So, so, so those are three that I had on there. All right, Jason, do you think there's any pieces that are make a big impact? Uh, Nick Fury, probably. <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> Mr. Mitchell plays. Or how are you pronouncing his name? Oh, you Mr. M. Mr. M. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're going to uh, going to see him uh, pretty often. I think vehicles are going to probably show up more often. Uh, yeah. They're really drones and uh, other assorted pieces. Um, talk copycat, unfortunately, because I hate that piece. Uh, yeah, bitch. I want I want to see somebody try and run super gear with a one man army at 300 points. <laughs> He's uh, uh, an old that's, man. That's, I think that'd be interesting. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I, I'm, I'm, I think somebody will do it. Uh, oh, I'm sure somebody will. People still play Bizarro. So. <laughs> <laughs> I Hawk Prime, obviously. I think it's going to be, uh, be up there. I think you see the Chase Wonder Woman. And I'll probably see... Uh, oh, some, yeah. Yeah, I think those two, even together, might even uh, wind up being seen a lot. And uh, somebody's going to try and run Red Sun Superman at full dial, probably as well. Hey, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you put that evil on me. Alright, Howard, what do you think some top impact pieces are going to be? Um, things that I just played in an event, all those pieces that were just mentioned, with the exception of, um, of, um, Super Doom was played. Uh, and, and funny thing, you mentioned Copycat because all these years we've been playing and talking about Copycat, I've never played a Copycat until this past weekend. Um, I, I, I survived it. It's, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but it's, it, it, it's definitely something to think about. And I'm pretty sure I, there was somebody that had a copycat slash iFather team, which is kind of wicked. Oh, um, I'm going to take your piece and lock down your main attacker. Have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your support. Now you can't shoot. Uh, the only uh, thing they need on that team is a brother voodoo. Uh, yeah. Um, Mr. M is going to get played a lot. Um, yeah. yeah. Saw, I saw him get played just, and he's something that to play with, I mean, something to deal with. Uh, I think Rick Jones is a great piece um, yep. for what he does. Um, it gives you another attacker, TK, range. Um, I think he does a lot of things. I think Banshee's still going to be around. I, I used it this past weekend. Just It's just, just uh, of course, that's what I got stolen by Copycat, but uh, I ended up uh, being able to take out uh, my Banshee and the Copycat, so it was alright. And Nick is... Yeah, Nick is definitely going to be able to, is going to be seen a lot. Um, Ant-Man, I think you're going to see Ant-Man. Yeah, I think Hank Pym Morph in general, you're going to see it because of the ants are available to play now. They're really good. I agree. And, uh, the other thing that you're going to see is, uh, drones, Ultron drones. You can't have oh, a vehicle. Man. If you have a vehicle, you got to use the Ultron drones. Um, that's just, <laughs> that's, that's what makes that, that so nasty. That phalanx, um, Ultron drone at uh, 25 points on the Sky, Sack, Sky Sackle is nasty. Um, 
uh, especially if you just push it one time. Now you're sitting there and you got clicks of protection and you got pulse wave and a bunch of other nastiness. You got any of them on your eBay page, Howard? I <laughs> think <laughs> uh, there's a Rick Jones that's on eBay. Oh, man. Okay. I don't hey, think Rick Jones still with the Superstore yet. I think he's still yeah. coming to people's faces. Yeah, he was there. And uh, we talked about that before going up there. And the, the rest of my game thought that we weren't going to see Superstore. Superstore finished second in the tournament in North Carolina. And I'm going to tell you, and I said, why do you think you're not going to see Super Skull? Because there's too many uh, things against it. You've got White Witch, and you've got Agent 13, and blah, blah, blah. And Nobody like, plays those pieces. There you go. Yeah, I've, I've seen, <laughs> I've year, seen maybe each one of those pieces get played once. I've bought six Super Skulls. That's what I'm saying. If, it, <laughs> if we played no tactics already, and those pieces were available then, and it didn't stop Super Skull. Well, I'll tell you right now, last year, before we went to the Cincinnati No Tactics, which was huge, they had like 70 people there, Me, uh, Jason ended up, his daughter ended up getting sick, and like, he, were, was it, you were going to run Super Scroll and Engineer, Jason? Super Scroll Engineer and Star Wars Day. Yeah, and he was so worried there was going to be like all kinds of white witches there, and he literally like was almost not going to play that team because of that fear that the white witch might be there. There was literally, out of 69 or 70 people, one. there was one white witch one white in witch. the entire tournament. And they didn't get past Swiss, I don't believe. <laughs> well, they, they finished towards the bottom of the event. It was... White witch didn't die. Well, it's because super. it's a lot easier to play that super scroll than it is to play white witch just to counter him, because she's squishy. Does she right. do good stuff? Yeah, but she's so easy to kill. That, and people who... Who do that? They're gonna outthink themselves. They're like, well, <laughs> Super Skull player is gonna be afraid of White Witches, so I can't play White Witch because no one's gonna play Super Skull. And then you don't play White <laughs> Witch, and you get Super Skull like four out of your five men. <laughs> right. I think when you build a team, you have to. I mean, if you're playing Super Skull anyway, you should have. There's gonna be something that you have with them. Uh, I mean, what? How many points is Super Skull? One what? One seventy. I mean, if you're that much. Dude, that scared the white witch. Play copycat with it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for making people pick <laughs> terrible, terrible teams I don't want to play against. <laughs> but seriously, Super Skull is not, I mean, he's a team to his own, but there's other figures that go there with him. And you just have to be able, if you do face that team, maybe you're a handicap, but you just have to be able to overcome it. You can't, there's just, uh, I mean, we all think like that. We, there's probably a lot of teams that we don't play because we're like, oh, well, this is going to stop that. Well, like I said, I played copycat one time this whole time. This is the first time this weekend. And I, we've been talking, I don't know, I've been saying for two years, man, I hope I don't play a copycat. Oh, my God, there's one, there's one here. This is the first time I played one. <laughs> well, since we're talking about team teams, if, if people are going to play team teams, what do you think is going to be the most popular team that we show up? Mine. I... Uh, Spy's gonna be there. Soldier. Soldier. But, I think, yeah. We Avengers. Did, didn't either we just get a bunch of mystical figures or we're getting ready to get a bunch they're of They're coming figures? out yeah, in, um, World's Finest. Yeah, they're about to come out and if any, if three of them are good, we're gonna be swarming with mystical figures. Robot. <laughs> yeah, robot. I, I think wonder. Avengers could be pretty popular. Yeah. As long as they're playing with that Black Panther from Age <laughs> 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 He's so ridiculous. 
Every time I've seen that thing get played, it gets destroyed. I've never... I've, I've, I've only had it for a little bit, to be fair, but every time I play it, I never get hurt. Hmm. It doesn't even get it. You need to get some better competition, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I have to, like... I'm, like, CGR for this out here. It's so bad. Like, and the worst part, like, we I didn't get to explain my hiatus yet, like, why we've been down for six months. But long story short, I played Saints, and on my way back to Washington, my car broke down in Minnesota. Um, and I still owe the guy money for the car. He's not willing to give me anything out of my car until I pay everything off and come get it. Um, and in the trunk of my car is every hero clicks piece of paraphernalia that I own. Jeez, man, I think you broke down, but I didn't know all that. Yeah, my my whole life is in the back of my car. I got my grandpa's car. Is it still in Minnesota? Yeah, it's still in Minnesota. Holy cow. I got wow. my grandpa, he just passed away not that long ago. I got his guitars in the back, all my daughter's school clothes, all my clothes are in there, and I can't get anything back until I pay it all off. So, it was I your have, transmission that went out, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing, just paying him a little bit of money at a time? Uh, I'm trying to pay him a little bit of money at a time until I can get enough to just give it to him and get out there and uh, pay an auto hauler to come and bring it to me. Yeah, that's even, you got to go all the way out there and get it to Yeah. Are you getting close? You still owe him a, a pretty uh, good pay? I still owe him... About a grand. Yeah, it's pretty rough. The struggle's been real these last six months. It's been a pretty hard road. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so every everything I've ever owned in Heroclix, except for one booster of Age of Ultron, is in the back of my car. So, I found a place to play out here, but I don't have anything to play with. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> House. Yeah. I'm going to so, have to send him a lot of purr from... Superman, Wonder Woman. Yeah, if anybody wants to send me any dupes, I will not stop. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's why I have no competition, Jason. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I feel like a dick now. Yeah. <laughs> right. I stand by my comments. In fact, the last time I played, you were there. <laughs> so, on top of limited and everything, we had. Just a couple of weeks ago, they released a new rules update, which did something that this game has needed desperately for about a year. Despodar is officially dead. Yay! Woo! Uh, the new rules updates, uh, I don't have the information in front of me on Colossal Update, but uh, it's my understanding that Colossals finally got Giant Reach, like they should have had the entire time. <laughs> they get like a, a three Giant Reach, don't they? They get yeah. Giant Three. Okay, so you get... Giant Reach that they desperately needed this entire time. And then on top of that, we get tiny sized figures can no longer have empty possession. Which is phenomenal for people who don't want to deal with plenty defenses on an entire team. So, just get a 14 attack. I mean, well, that, that's definitely, <laughs> just don't lose the same girl. Basically the point. <laughs> no, sir. That, that team was nasty, bud. Was it? Yeah. Hog Prime plus Despo Adara, so it's like, yeah. hey, we got 20 and you can't get your attack up any higher. Have fun rolling for days. Yeah, I mean, that team doesn't work anymore. Like, I watched a few of his matches. He he places well, he plays well, he doesn't make you? mistakes, he's good. I'm just <laughs> Alright, I'm, right. I'm just saying. He's All gonna right. come over um, and kick your butt. Alright, step back to limited here, because I realize I skipped a piece. Um, in the limited format, what pieces do you guys think Start with you, Dave. Are that nobody's looking at that are gonna really be really good in this setting? Question. What? Yeah. What you say? 
<laughs> the question. What is he always? Uh, I'm serious. Uh, I'm that is the question. Which piece? <laughs> um, I'm gonna say the Chase one from the Flash set. He's uh he's really good. I just played him the other day, man. He's still that outwit power, and he's got he's just got so many different little things he can do. It's it's, it's really fun. And um, I got on my list here. I got Fitz. Um, I was mostly referring to the Fast Forces one, but Jason's a big fan of the main set one that brings out the little, uh, hover, hover yeah, the hoverbox. Uh, yeah. I, I like having a free, uh, Henry. I think if that's legal in the limited format, bringing out a free Henry. And then, um, I got, um, Cheshire on here. Cause I've been playing with her and she's, um, her ability to run through a lot of the squishy pieces in the limited format is, uh, it, it, it could just tear a team up pretty good, so. Alright. Uh, what do you think, Jason? Uh, well, I don't know. I like that, I like that, uh, the fits for a sport piece. Um, I don't know if I want to, I don't really have a good answer for anything else at this point in time. I haven't got to really play in it so far to, uh, and see enough of it to get a good grip on it, I think. Okay. Uh, you got any pieces you've seen, Howard, you think you're gonna do well that no one's talking about? Well, uh, I saw a piece this past weekend that nobody's talking about, and that's Silver Centurion. I think it's still very playable. I love him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was going to say, not being able to be poisoned or pulse waved or side blasted, and then you get that little missile come in yeah. and do some fun stuff. Oh, it's Silver uh, Centurion helped me kill a scholar. I don't know how I feel about scholars. <laughs> <laughs> this is a legendary slaughter. I think I remember this story. Yeah, you do. You know the funniest thing about scholars? Uh, what's, what I really enjoy is when you flip the script on them. Oh man! When you when you kill something little something and now they've got to chase you. Oh, it's so, it's so lovely. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. Um, I, I, I played Jerry in. Uh, oh God, here we go again. Lexington. <laughs> <laughs> and no. this is this, this story is always funny for everybody because Jerry was talking so much garbage all day long. <laughs> Like, we've been there for six hours, and we're talking about, uh, you guys can't touch me. You're filming you playing, uh, Except for Jason, who beat the crap out of him in Swiss. Oh, yeah. Jason and me were the only people to beat him that day. Uh, he was playing Two Hope Summers and The Professor. And Entities, yeah. Yeah, and Entities on all of them, so he, and, he got them And to, a Phoenix Force. Yeah. And he got them to their powers where they couldn't, where they copied, so they just copied his so he can't be targeted. And he couldn't target the whole team. <laughs> And instead of carrying Despadara, I had, uh, Despadella's TK Silver Centurion into his face and pulse swing his whole thing. And the next and turn, Gary's next action took 17 minutes. That's 17 minutes where you should be punching stuff. <laughs> right? Well, it didn't bother me at that time because I knew that he knew he was screwed. <laughs> he knew exactly how fucked he was and there was nothing to do about it. So I was just on the other side of, other side of the table smiling at him. Like, oh, okay. Well, I knew that you knew that he knew that he was screwed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got you another figure that uh, that I want to come back to myself and build around. Just, oh, yeah. haven't, just haven't had enough time to, to fool with it yet uh, to put the other pieces with it. Uh, I think he's a real good piece. Um, it's going to take. He's, it's going to be a combo deal, but using uh, Clark Kent and uh, Blind Al to get him over to his thing where he can keep. Uh, bringing Superman out, I think, is uh, some pretty interesting tech. Yeah. Hey, Howard, you can use Cheshire for that. I haven't really looked at Cheshire. What does Cheshire do? Uh, she has a full distance charge ability, and 
and whenever she runs through a character's square, so she like ignores hindering and elevated already. When she uses charge, she ignores characters, and any person's square that she ran through after a charge is over, you deal them one damage. Wow. So like if you're going up against all the Mr. M's and all the uh you know, squishy support pieces and stuff. She just runs through them and just wrecks them. That's pretty cool. That, yeah. um, I, I think that Superman piece, though, that, that Clark Kent Superman team, it, that, that Superman piece is, is nasty, man. Really it's, good, man. It really is. And I yeah, want to say ruling that the hog doesn't take up one of your actions for the turn now. I know, it's, it's like having, it's like having an ID card. And you get you get to keep calling in the super duper figure over and over again, mm-hmm. and it's even better because you don't get points for killing. I mean, you can at least kill the super duper figure on the ID card, but you can't kill this one. He just comes and he comes in, punches you, and flies away. That's so <laughs> annoying. I love it. Lois Lane got another great figure. I don't think anybody's talking about. She's really good too. Well, they will be now. There's there's a start of your reporter theme team, Drew. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> we try to make that work since 2006. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you need to uh, jump into that 400-point ultimate format and right? play a reporter team. Uh, hopefully, I can never make it work. So we'll see what I can make happen. You know, if I ever get clicks again. <laughs> I'll send you some dupes, man. Woo. All right, guys, that's all we got for this week. But uh, do us a favor and go check out our friends over at hcatlas.com. Uh, they just set up a brand new service, a $25 subscription, and they'll send you your own unique, high-quality, rubber-made Heroclix map delivered straight to your door. They're actually exactly like the raw maps, so if you like those, you're going to love these. Uh, this month's map is Gettysburg, and every month they'll send you a, a different, unique map to your door. Uh, these are definitely not your run-of-the-mill maps, so you want to check those out. Uh, also, swing by eBay and check out Howard's store, Lucky Dice Games. It's the first place I'll be looking as I start to rebuild my collection. And I think you guys should give it a look, too. He's got a lot of selections on there. I'll drop a link for you down in the description below. And then on a final parting note, a lot of you guys have sent me messages asking about donating to the show. Well, now that we're back, I've set up a way to do that. I dropped a PayPal link here in the description that will allow you to donate any amount that you want directly to the show. Anything you guys send in will go to either maintain our servers or purchase clicks or tokens or hats or shirts. Uh, stuff that we can do, send to you guys as giveaways. Uh, we're not going to profit from it at all. It's all going to go straight back into the show. So if you guys want to get some extra special Clickstoff swag and prizes, then click the link down below. Uh, that being said, I want to thank Howard and Jason for being with us today. But most importantly, thank all of you out there on the internet. We love you fuckers. See you in a couple weeks. <laughs>